Time for us to have a little chat with Richard Zussman this morning, our global news reporter over in Victoria. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. Okay, it's a big day because the yeah. vaccine has arrived in BC. It has. So today, the first group of uh, healthcare workers will get uh, their shots. It will happen in two undisclosed locations in Metro Vancouver, uh, one in Fraser Health, one in Coastal Health. The priority will be uh, frontline workers who work in long-term care, uh, as well as coupled with that, those who work in emergency rooms uh, and those who work in COVID hospitals. Those truly on the front lines of fighting COVID-19, all of this in an attempt uh, to prevent uh, what we have seen recently, which has been this uh, tragic surge uh, in deaths. And uh, the uh, province now has a little bit uh, less than uh, 4,000 doses of the vaccine. Uh, And the plan is uh, to get those distributed uh, as quickly as possible. Okay, so that's good. And we understand the premier speaking today as well. Yeah, he is. So this is his weekly press conference. And and some skeptics will wonder why move up your press conference from Wednesday to Tuesday to match perfectly with the rollout of the vaccine. Because this is a day to celebrate uh, Mm -hmm. for many. Uh, This is, uh, in some senses, the beginning of the end. Uh, but it is going to be, as we've heard from Dr. Henry and Premier Horgan and others, a long, long route uh, to the end here. So uh, the goal is to have 400,000 people uh, immunized by the end of March. That's nowhere near what we need here in B.C. for herd immunity. Uh, the hope is to get to about 70 percent of the population immunized uh, by May or June. And so all of that takes time. The priority now, though, uh, it really is long-term care. And one of the challenges with the Pfizer vaccine, Simi, is that you just can't move it around because of the volatility of the temperatures you need to keep it at. And because of that, uh, Quebec is the only place that can actually immunize uh, people who live in long-term care because the way that their system works is the facilities are built right into hospitals. Right. And so the vaccine has been unloaded at a hospital and just brought up to long-term care uh, patients' room, which is which is easier to do uh, than what we are seeing uh, in British Columbia. So uh, the hope from the province is at some point in the next few weeks, it will actually be in the long-term care homes. You know, we've seen a majority of the deaths that we've seen over the last little bit have been linked to long-term care. Uh, it has been a sudden uh, in, a sudden increase in mm-hmm. COVID-19 deaths. You know, we've seen just over the last month more than 300 deaths. It accounts for more than half of all the deaths we've had for this entire time has ha- have happened in the last week. So is that one of the reasons I, I would imagine the Premier is speaking today as well? Because everybody's wondering, well, when, are, when is everybody else going to get the shots too? And I yeah. feel like, Richard, with all this focus on the vaccine, which is a, an amazing, great thing... We don't want people to also let their guard down thinking, well, the vaccine's here now. Yeah, and that's a big part of all this. And just to correct myself quickly, I said the last week, I meant the last month. But yes, that is a big part of all of this is um, do not let your guard down. Do not let the work that is being done go to waste, that the virus is still very much in the communities. And yes, everybody will be wondering, when is it my turn? And the province laid that out last week. And up until the end of March, uh, the priority... Uh, those um, over the age of 80, those who live in vulnerable living situations from shelters to homeless uh, to those in indigenous, uh, rural indigenous communities, as well as the residents of long-term care and those uh, healthcare workers who serve them. And then into uh, late March, early April starts to change to, you know, more front 
frontline uh, workers as well as those in their 70s, and then it works its way down the list as we get into the summer. So that will be everybody's questions. How do I get it? When will I get it? Um, we're seeing more people um, have trust in this vaccine according to polls that have been released recently, but still about, you know, right. you need to... you. It's still very much in our communities. We're still seeing spread, and the message from health officials is you still very much need to curb your behavior. And I think there is a cons- considerable worry from health officials that just seeing news of the vaccine will lead to a change in behavior, especially with Christmas coming and people planning holiday events. Yeah. And the social gathering ban is still in place in British Columbia, and the province is reminding people to respect that ban because they know that events like Christmas where people gather indoors and they're close together and they drink and they eat together, all of those are high factors to leading to the spread of the virus. Okay. What about certain jurisdictions, though, right? Because looking at those numbers yesterday, it struck me that we're, we're doing the best that we can in most of the health regions, but in Fraser Health, there's still a big problem there. There is. And Fraser Health had seen a little bit of a leveling out. And so yesterday's numbers where a majority of the new cases came from Fraser Health, uh, will start to lead to questions around, do we need to have conversations about regional approaches? And there will be people in coastal health thinking, well, we're doing our job. We're following the restrictions. We have seen cases go down here, uh, whereas in other communities, the cases continue to go up. It's not as simple as that in some regards, though, Simi, you know that, 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 you know, many of the frontline workers are based in Fraser Health and they commute and move into the other health authorities. It's not necessarily a reflection that uh, those in Fraser Health are uh, behaving differently than those in coastal health. But there still will continue to be these conversations around maybe if the cases continue to be high in Metro Vancouver uh, and not in other regions, then we may see restrictions lifted uh, on January 8th in other regions and remain in Metro Vancouver. You know, Dr. Henry was asked yesterday whether she's thinking about new restrictions. It didn't sound like she was, mm-hmm. but an extension of the restrictions on January 8th is, is very much a possibility. Okay, that's a, really we're talking about one particular area. That's the thing. I got tons of emails on this, Richard. I'm sure you do too. People are going, why is everybody being punished for something that's going on in one particular area? Right, and, and a big part of it is we are all one area in Metro Vancouver. That, yeah. that people commute back and forth. You know, they may live in Fraser Health, and, and that's where they are uh, counted for when you see the health stats, but they may work in Metro Vancouver. We know that there is a strong call for uh, a stopping of non-essential travel, but the reality is, as you know, that people go beyond that border of health authorities quite mm-hmm. seamlessly in Metro Vancouver. And, you know, yes... Uh, There has been a long, drawn-out, concerted sort of drive of the numbers that seem to originate in Fraser Health, but it's beyond all of that. And I think, you know, doing regional restrictions becomes highly problematic in a place like Metro Vancouver. Yes, Metro Vancouver as a whole, but by just saying, oh, well, North Vancouver, you don't have to follow restrictions and in Delta you do, uh, is is nearly impossible to enforce and would not have the intended consequences. I think some people believe it would. Right. Okay. And one other note here, what's going on with the cutting support for people on disability? I was reading about this. What is this exactly? 
Yeah, so this was a change that was announced uh, in legislation last week around uh, the direct deposit the province has promised, and it's about ending uh, the $300 a month extra that will receive for those on disability. And it seems um, cold-hearted from the NDP, who for a long time have been strong advocates for those on disability, and yesterday in the legislature, uh, John Horgan said, well, it's laughable that Liberals would close with Kazni for this, considering they didn't raise rates uh, for, I think it was 16 years, they didn't raise the rates for those on disability. Uh, but uh, it still is something that is uh, deeply concerning for those on disability with the income assistance of $300 a month. Uh, we will see if the pressure continues. It's been a main talking point and question period uh, last week and into this week. So we'll see if that continues today. All right. We will see. Thank you, Richard. Yeah, thanks, Amy. Richard Dustman, our global news reporter over in Victoria with lots to talk about going on there today. And, of course, the big thing will be the vaccine. There will still be questions, though, as Richard pointed out, about uh, when is everybody going to get it? And does the availability and the discussion of the vaccine now being in B.C., does that, do you think, get people to let their guard down a little bit, which is something they can't do when you look at the numbers and what's going on out there? Uh, email me your thoughts on that. Simi at cknw.com.